Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. It is Sunday, July 26th. It's a big day here in Jill on Money land. Yes, indeed. It's Mark's birthday. What are you going to do to celebrate your birthday, Mark? What's going to happen today? Mark says that he will get a break from cooking. I'm guessing it will be Italian in nature. I'm just guessing. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, today we are airing the second part of our interview with Kathy Jones. She is Chief Fixed Income Strategist at Charles Schwab. What we're focusing on today is a macro picture, sort of big picture, what's going on in the economy. And I think it's going to be really interesting because this is going to be a huge week. We have the first estimate of second quarter GDP. Kathy acknowledges it's going to be a really bad number. But what happens beyond that? That's a question. What shape is the recovery going to take? That's a good question. We're going to answer all of those with Kathy Jones. All right. Here's our interview with Kathy. You wrote recently in response to an article that was published in The Atlantic that was had the very clickbaity title, The Looming Bank Collapse. And the subtitle was, The U.S. financial system could be on the cusp of calamity. This time, we might not be able to save it. This is by Frank Partnoy. And um, I have to tell you, it's so funny because my uncle, who is a pretty rich dude in Australia sent me this article immediately and said, you see the whole thing's coming down house of cards. So would you mind just giving us a, a bit of an explanation of why you think there is some merit to this and why there may not be some merit to this? Well, I, I will disagree with the premise that the banking sector is going to collapse and we can't save it and, and all the hysterical part of that article. And the premise of the article is comparing CLOs, collateralized loan obligations, with CDOs, which were the instruments that collapsed during the um, great financial crisis and which almost did bring down the banking sector. So they're not to get too far in the weeds on this, but they're structurally very different. So CLOs are tiered and banks typically own the top strata, the AAA rated uh, of those tiers. In order for the AAA rated tranche to collapse uh, or the structure to collapse, you would actually have to go through all the lower tiers first, which means you'd really, really need a huge rise in defaults on these underlying loans that are made to the banks. CDOs were very different. For one thing, they were leveraged and you didn't need much of a default rise for that to collapse. And that was one of the big problems. And there were also, you know, a lot of derivatives tied to that. And so CDOs were almost constructed to fail in their own way. CLOs are just a very different, simpler structure. Could there be a rise in defaults? Certainly, but it doesn't look like the bank exposure to this is very large certainly nowhere close to as large as it was with the CDO market during the financial crisis. So it's it's not apples and oranges, but it's certainly oranges and tangerines, maybe. Uh, I like it. Very different flavors. Okay. You're a macro person also, right? That you like to look at the big picture. And if, if there's going to be a potential rise in defaults in some corporations, I guess the next worry for me is these cities and states, these municipalities. So a lot of our listeners own municipal bonds. 
Is there something they should be worried about right now? Well, I think our our advice there is similar to what it is in the other parts of the market to be in the higher credit quality municipal bonds. Um, this pandemic has hit municipalities, state and local governments very hard. So their tax revenues are collapsing because businesses are closed or people are unemployed and their costs are going up because much of the cost of unemployment is borne by the states. And some of the other costs related to the pandemic have been borne by the local state and local governments. So it's been a perfect storm for them. Many of them need some help uh, to get through. Now, Congress in the previous package did provide some aid to the states. Uh, It wasn't a lot compared to what they needed. So we're hoping that they will get more. But in the interim, what state and local governments have been doing is cutting back their expenditures. So we've seen over 180,000 government employees laid off just in the last month or two. We'll probably see a lot more layoffs if they don't get some relief, cutbacks in services, and maybe some downgrades of the municipal bonds. I'm not worried so much about a rise in default outside of maybe a handful of, you know, small hospitals or uh, something related to property where the tax revenues are, are going down. I'm more worried about maybe seeing some downgrades because the revenue stream is just not there anymore or not in the way it was, and it could be two, three years before it gets back. I'm really, we're really hoping that this package from Congress that they're debating right now will have good-sized grants to the states. Do you have a number in mind so I can say, up, oh, not enough for Kathy? Like, is there some number that you guys run through that you think is like that's a threshold that'll do the job? Well, the more the better. <laughs> Always. Uh, yeah, the more the better uh, in our our neck of the woods because I think this is where the big the big hang-up is going to be in the economy. We'll get back to our interview with Kathy Jones in just a second. And now, a word about our friends at Policy Genius. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, let's get back into our interview with Kathy Jones. We're talking about the economy. So what keeps you up at night amid the pandemic besides your own personal health and your family's health? Like, What is it about this situation that you think really bears a lot of attention right now? You know, I think it is the health of the the states and the local governments um, because that's really critical to getting the economy back on its feet. And then um, I'm, of course, very worried that our response to this hasn't been as robust as it could be. And that has implications for people, obviously, and their health and their well-being. But it has the potential to really change certain sectors of the economy. Higher education uh, is one that could be going through a very big change, retail. And when we go through these very massive changes, it's, it's really disruptive. So the slower we are to get the disease under control, 
uh, the worse these disruptions are going to be. And that, and that concerns me. We talk about different shapes of the economy. I see that you had um, a commentary out with some of your um, cohorts, uh, Lizanne Saunders and Jeffrey Kleintop, about the shape of the economy. So what do you think the shape is going to be? Well, yeah, <laughs> there's so many letters and shapes running around. Uh, I guess I've been in the kind of Nike swoosh uh, category where we had the big drop off and then we, we kind of bounce back and then we, 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 you know, just gradually get better. But it takes a number of years. I don't see how this getting back to where we were won't take two, three years. Yeah, I agree with that. If you had to give some of your great wisdom to individual investors, what are some things they should be thinking about for the second half of the year and beyond? Like really, what is it that you're fearful of that people could do in the future and what can we prevent and how can they take advantage of what you think is is likely to be the next couple, three years of tough times? Yeah, I would say the first thing we usually, when, when I'm talking to clients, I say, know what you own. If you haven't looked at your portfolio in a while, or you haven't really paid attention to what's in there, sit down and really go through it and say, would you buy this tomorrow? If you didn't own it, would you buy this security, whatever it is, tomorrow at this price? And if the answer is no, you should start thinking about what you should do. The other thing is everybody should have a reserve. You know, we're going to see more layoffs. I'm afraid more tough times ahead. If you haven't built that up, you know, make sure that you have something that's liquid and safe that you can count on in case of an emergency. And then the other is just once you get a plan in place that lets you sleep at night, just don't pay too much attention to it because it's going to go up and down. And sometimes you have to just walk away and say, okay, I'm good now. I'm going to let it be. Okay. What is your prediction for Q2 GDP? How horrible is this number going to be when it comes out? Yeah, it's going to be bad. Down 25, 30, 35%. Oh my God. Okay. That's a horrible quarter. But then what I'm worried about is exactly what you said, which is that if we have additional spread of virus and delays in reopenings or pauses or shutdowns again, where do you think we end up on the whole year for GDP for 2020? Yeah, that's a really tough estimate to make because early on we thought, okay, we get a quarter or two of real crash and we come back and end up plus four or 5% just from the mechanics of going down and bouncing back. Um, now it looks like it's going to be a little tougher to get back uh, above zero. So we may be down for the year a couple of percentage points. Wow, that's intense. Okay, that's it. That's the program. Thanks so much to Kathy Jones. It was really great to chat with her. I bet we're going to have her back. Uh, Mark, it's Sunday. I think I have to say, number one, happy birthday to you the best executive producer in the world. Want to remind everybody, our music is composed by Joel Goodman. We are distributed by Cadence 13. If you have any financial questions at all, anything with a dollar sign, just send us an email. Ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Always go to the website, jillonmoney.com. You can read the stuff I write. You can listen to old shows. You can watch TV appearances. You can check out our resource section. You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter and check out the furry fan club. Send us a picture of your pup or cat. I put some cat pictures up, okay? I responded. Remember, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, do something nice for somebody today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>